Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Welcome back, VP family and listeners. It is Wednesday, July 13. I'm Kim Hauer, joined with Don Klein again today. Um, on Wednesdays, we like to share a little bit about our VP story. So if you would share with us, Don, a little bit about uh, how you got here and all that good stuff, why you stay, we'd love to hear it. Okay, well, I started coming here when I was dating Chris Klein. And um, we weren't able to come all the time. We lived in Grand Rapids for a while, so we couldn't come every week for the first few years of our marriage. But now that we're back in the Holland area, then we can come. It's a little bit easier than to drive 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so we are able to come back here and we just love it here. And I think one of the reasons I love it here so much is, well, because I have friends here and I like to see my friends and, but VP has just become a place where I've been amazed by the people I've met and their hearts. Um, I just feel so undeserving of all of the grace that's been shown to us here all of the love that's been shown to us. And it's just a continuous thing where we're, we're loved and we know we're loved. And um, so I think that's pretty much why I stay at VP. We have a small group on Wednesday nights that meets um, with Chris's communication device. He, he knows a few other people who use communication devices. And when the pandemic started, he wanted to do something because there are a lot of people who are disabled are not able to get to church. And especially with the pandemic, um, they couldn't get to church as well. So he wanted to do something and to somehow help other people. He had been asked several times to start a church online, but never did that until the pandemic started. And when the pandemic started, we started a group called Device Versus, and we meet on Wednesday nights. It's really for anybody of any ability, but most of the people that attend are people who use communication devices. Um, So we just do a short Bible study. In fact, the scripture that we're reading today is a scripture we read last Wednesday, so (laughs) which is a little bit interesting. So um, we read and discussed it last Wednesday. So that is, it's called Device Verses, and it's on Wednesday nights. Um, and if anybody wants to check it out or anything, you are more than welcome to do that. Just ask us, and we'll get you a link to the Zoom. It's a Zoom uh, church. Yeah. <laughs> so That's very cool. I know that on um, a couple Sundays, I don't know. Well, obviously, when Chris has spoken up um, on stage, he's used, like, different screenshots of how that works mm-hmm. with his device versus. And I always think like how interesting that is and how complex, like it's almost mind blowing to me how complex that must be as far as like making sure all of that works well. Um, but yet also you got to have a lot of patience, I think, right. To 
wait for people to respond and share because they do have to type it out in some form. It's not like we're having a conversation where we just use our vocal cords, right, to say the words. Um, so I'm sure it requires on everybody's part a bit of patience um, and just, you know, patience, understanding and grace. And so it probably uh, challenges and equips all of you in far greater ways, um, I would think, you know, so I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I think that we all are at different levels in our, um, I guess, in our walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different levels. So, and then the other thing is we can't always tell if somebody is typing something out. So we have to be real careful in order to not move on when they still want to say something. So that's, yeah. if somebody's typing something out, if we don't know, then we always feel bad about that. So. Right. Because you don't want to interrupt somebody's thoughts or what they want to say. Right. But yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I'm sure that's, a again, another challenge aspect to the device versus aspect of it. But how cool is that, that uh, when you mentioned that you guys did Genesis 18, um, how cool is that? And that actually we're sharing about how you're connected to VP and the things you do and that being part of it. And that's our scripture today. So um, I think that's kind of cool how God works that way. So you are well prepared. You didn't have to do a whole lot of study because you had already discussed this in detail with your group. And so you were ready for it. So I'm excited to hear what you all came up with, actually, um, because I'm sure you pulled bits and pieces from what they had. Um, Well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad that you guys are at VP and uh, consistent here. And um, we love seeing you here on Sundays. And yeah, very cool. Thank you. Um, So I am going to read Genesis 18, verse 1 through 10a. Uh, many people hear me say, I don't like when we break up verses. This one I actually think works. So it does. Um, I probably will stop at 10a and I don't think we'll go any further. So <laughs> with that, um, Genesis 18, the heading says a son is promised to Sarah. The Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to, I don't know how you say this, Mamre. Okay. I'll trust that one. Uh, One day, Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. My Lord, he said, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servant with this visit, Let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. All right, they said, do as you have said. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, hurry, get three large measures of your best flour, knead it into dough and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a tender calf and gave it to a servant who quickly prepared it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk to the roasted and the roasted meat, and he served it to the men. As they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. Where is Sarah, your wife? The visitors asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, 
I will return to you about this time next year, and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. And that's the end of it. So we will not continue on. The rest of you probably know the story. Um, so as you read and discussed this scripture, what stood out to you? Um, there were a few different things that were said um, last week. One of the things we we discussed kind of in depth, which kind of surprised me, was the three men and who were they? Because we know one of those men was the Lord. But who were the other two men? And we were all kind of thinking that it was the Lord, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Which was an interesting way to look at it. Um, I'm not... 100% sure. I, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. And so I, I was kind of puzzled actually, because verse one says the Lord appeared again to Abraham, which I think if you read in chapter 17, it, the Lord had appeared to Abraham before mm -hmm. and said basically the same thing. Right. So here it says the Lord appeared again. So maybe referencing he was there before, but then it goes on about how it, it like, doesn't say where he appeared to him. But then we are told that he's sitting at the, but it sounds like it's a separate story. It almost sounds like the Lord appeared to Abraham again near the Oak Grove. But then it says one day Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent. And he looked up and noticed three men. Mm -hmm. So to me, it almost seemed like that was like two separate things. Like the Lord appearing was separate from these three men. But it's interesting that that little, is kind of tied together yeah. in your thought processes as you like wrestled with that. That does raise, you know, an interesting perspective. Like, so it's clearly saying that the Lord showed up to him, but then maybe in three persons mm -hmm. is kind of how you read that being Father, Son, Holy Spirit as the three men. We were wondering about that. Yeah. It doesn't actually say, and... We were puzzled about that, I guess, as well. Yeah, I, I, it, I would say the way it is worded, and I don't know that it's... Um, okay, so in the NIV, well, for whatever reason, I'll read it in there just so we can maybe put that to rest. I don't know. Because the NIV, it does read like this. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees at Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men. So I can see like that makes maybe more sense, like that we know Abraham is at his tent because it said that in the first part of verse one. And then it says he looked up and saw three men. But it still doesn't necessarily say whether or not the Lord was in proximity to him when he appeared or if the Lord was the three men in three persons. I don't I guess, yeah, I guess we didn't come up with that. You went a little bit deeper on that one, so. Huh. I was just puzzled by it, to be honest, like that. I didn't know how to read that. Like, I did think, like, okay, so who are these three men? I guess I, in my mind, I thought they were angels. Like, I just assumed they were, like, three angels. But usually, you know, the Bible tells you when they're angels. Mm -hmm. Like, the angels appeared, three angels appeared, and whatever, whatever their names are. Right, and this doesn't do that. This and just it says, says three, three men, men. And it doesn't even say if they're like real men. Are they spiritual men? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like angels in human form. 
So it is puzzling. Yeah, and to me, I don't, I don't think they were human men, mm-hmm. um, because it was the Lord, but then there were two other men, and so who were they? Right. And we were thinking maybe the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, yeah, it is something I think like I, I like. Sometimes I like, and sometimes I dislike. You probably could go into hours and hours and hours of in-depth study and listening and reading and trying to figure out like, you know, those intellectual people who are way smarter than me in Mm -hmm. regards to the Bible. They've done a lot of time study and um, maybe more um, accurate, not, you know, translations can leave something to be desired, right? Because there aren't always words that describe everything easily from one one language to another. So, but you could probably spend hours of in-depth research on that <laughs> and maybe still not have an answer. <laughs> um, but that is, it was one that puzzled me. And so sometimes when things puzzle me, I'm like, whatever, that doesn't really matter. It doesn't seem like that's the purpose of the story. So I just move on. <laughs> um, so that's what I did as I moved on. And I'm like, I noticed in there that um, it mentions Abraham hurrying. He ran, he told Sarah to be quick and then I think he ran back with all the stuff. Like he clearly sensed whatever urgency, like there was an urgency to what he was doing mm-hmm. to serve these men, whether they be travelers, like real human men traveling. Maybe they right. were sent by God and, you know, whatever. Um, maybe they were angels. Maybe they were the Lord, the Son, and the Spirit. Um, but either which way, he obviously had this sense of urgency to like urgency and to to prepare the finest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was another part of it too, right? Like he got his finest stuff as you would when you have an honored guest. Um, But yeah, I just found it interesting because he's so old, right? Yeah. He was 90 years old. I think it was 90 at this point in time. Yeah. So, I mean, here's this old man and I can just, I could just kind of visualize him like, quick running and hurrying and scurrying about um, and in a quick working fashion. with old people me saying slow down <laughs> slow down <laughs> right and i'm sure you say that when they're really not actually going that terribly fast because they're older but because it's not safe for them to go as fast as they are they're probably not yes. sprinting through the hallways i'm guessing I mean, right how many residents do you see going through the hallways just sprinting right quick right. running um, so that, that stood out to me, I guess, is that he obviously recognized the importance of these visitors, regardless of who they were. Mm-hmm. He knew that some, there was something important about them. Right. Anything else that you had? Um, I just, the last verse and the last verse goes on to say that Sarah laughed when she was told she was going to have a baby. And, and that made me laugh too, because, um, being somebody who is infertile, I've never been able to have children, and um, I've been infertile. So um, for her to go, I don't remember if she was 90 years old or how old, old she exactly was, but she was way old. Yeah. <laughs> and um, for her to be told she was going to have a baby, I would have left too. <laughs> right, right. I mean, if God told so, you that you yeah. are going to be pregnant, you're going to have a baby. So After everything you've been told up to that point and everything you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think and your proper I, response would be laughter. Like, 
Right. Whatever. God, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. It does kind of break because it goes on to further, mm-hmm. you know, discussion about that. But I can see how, you know, so, you could relate to yeah, that part of that verse 10 where it says she laughed. Because, um, yeah, who wouldn't laugh, I guess, at that age that you were going to have a kid? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I'd be thrilled about it, but... <laughs> I guess. Yeah. If God provides, <laughs> if he provides that blessing, then he's going to have to provide a way for it to happen and <laughs> be well. So, um, yeah, I think I'm trying to see if I've got anything else. Um, oh, I got noted here. So Matt just recently preached on faith and how in Hebrews, actually, we have the heroes of the faith and Abraham is one of them. Um, as a great example, obviously, that Abraham was and, you know, kind of referenced this story, you know, about Abraham and Isaac. And um, I mean, we can see early on when Abraham, like Abraham followed God, mm-hmm. like every step of the way. Right. It wasn't all at once, right? There were steps. He asked him to leave his home and go to another land, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I don't know, all the things, you know, steps in which Abraham had to follow. But, you know, in this one, you're going to have a child and you're going to do this. Um, Not that Abraham didn't mess up because he chose to take matters into his own hands. Right. Um, But specifically in relationship to being told that he's going to be a father of many. He chose to make that happen on his own versus trusting God to make that happen. Um, but then God says, no, I I meant it. I, I'm going to do this. Um, he Probably because Abraham had already tried to take care of things on his own. God told him twice, you know, in chapter 17, God tells him in a whatever way that he's going to have a son and it's going to be with Sarah. <laughs> and this is what it's going to be. Um but I, I just, I find it so cool as like, it's not always the big things. It's not always the, like, God's not expecting you to go from zero to a hundred. He's maybe asking you to go from zero to 0.5, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe the jump will be to one, but maybe it'll be to two. I don't know, but every step of the way we have to be willing to be obedient. And I think that's kind of what makes Abraham that big hero of our faith is that every step of the way, he really trusted God. Right. You know, even down to when he does have this son, um, the one that Sarah laughed about, um, and then was willing to even sacrifice him, Mm -hmm. you know, but I don't think you can get to that point without having gone through all the other steps before that to know that God has proven himself trustworthy mm-hmm. every step before that. Right. Um, and I just think that's such a cool, such a cool story um, and reminder that God's not asking us to be from zero to a hundred. He's asking us to just the next step to be faithful, to trust him. Um, and he, and just live it out, you know, Step by step, little by little, mm-hmm. you know, as you mentioned before, growing, growing a little yep. bit, right? It's a little bit at a time. Yes. Well, that's all I've got for today. Anything else you've got? Nope. That's that's it. That's kind of 
yeah. sums it up. Well, I mean, there's a lot, but <laughs> there is a lot in that story. Um, well, I will just close by um, just in that I noticed the the hurried, the running, the quick. Um, I pray that we'll have a quickness or a hurried response towards God and then a willingness to serve him and trust him um, as the great hero of the faith Abraham did. So whatever that may be today that God's asking you to be obedient in, um, I just pray that you will have a quickness to do so and um, a sense of urgency to obey versus a, like I'm so often guilty of, a slowness to follow. <laughs> um, but I pray that today we'll be quick um, to obey yes. whatever he's got before us. So have a great day. We will be back tomorrow. See ya. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.